1: The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today we have an extremely special guest for you. Since our episode is on angels and mediums, we wanted to invite a medium who has had her share of experiences with angels in her work, conveying messages from the spirit of those who have passed over. We're happy to have with us Lauren Rainbow, who is an internationally known psychic medium, spiritual teacher, author, and sacred travel guide. We had the pleasure of meeting her when we were still living in our Mount Shasta home, and another friend of ours who is also a great medium, John Holland, called us to introduce Lauren, who happened to be visiting Mount Shasta at the time. She's a wonderful person shining her light in this Mm. world and have been helping many people as a psychic medium and a teacher for the past 20 years. It's such a delight to have you join us on our show today, Lauren.
3: Thank you for having me, Raphael and Michael. I'm so happy to be here and to just hear your voices again is wonderful.
2: (laughs) The same with us. It's great to be with you again, Lauren, and it's been a couple of about a couple of years, do you think, since we last, uh, I mean, since you were over at our house in Manchester? Yeah, I think it was about 2017,
3: which has been a little over three and a half years now. Oh, so then, um, and I was oh, just I about was like- to it was been a long yeah it's been a few years and uh we sat on your couch and had many deep conversations about spirit and journeying and since i have seen you guys i've done five sacred journeys um so it's been really profound shift actually just spending time with you was life changing and profoundly shifted me and gave me uh just great uh energy to fall forward and really shift my focus so i I just adore you both (laughs) oh thank you
1: and we you of course well, since the ep- this episode is about angels and medium, would you tell our listeners how you came to discover your spiritual gifts, especially of mediumship?
3: Absolutely. And as you uh, both may understand, our, our journey is always so more in-depth and could probably be volumes of a book. But my <laughs> short story, <laughs> I always say the, the really abridged version of my journey um Uh, As we all can know, you know, kind of really waking up In in my youth, uh, as a child, always having kind of connections to the, um, you know, uh, other senses. I've always been drawn to, you know, psychic understanding, medium understanding, not really knowing as a child that that was, per se, who I was. Um, Mm -hmm. Although I I kind of felt spirit was always around me, I kind of knew I had intuition. I really thought that was more normal. Um, And it wasn't until my mid-20s, my early 20s, early to mid-20s, Um, When I had started to go through the real profound shifting of spiritual awakening. And in simple form, I ended up living in a retired funeral home after spending (laughs) (laughs) time (laughs) with (laughs) news journalists. That's great. My story, as you guys will love, is so spiritually synchronistic and, and filled with, you know, clear signs of the angels and guides, you know, there. So. I spent my, my first job as a news reporter covering death and dying hard news for a newspaper called The Messenger, um, mm-hmm. and then I ended up living in a retired funeral home, and that kind of flipped on a lot of switches. Um, I was laid off from a job uh, climbing the corporate ladder the day before 9-11 happened, um, ah, and then yeah. 9-11 <clears throat> really profoundly shifted my life. I had been really open to spirit and starting to understand it when 9-11 happened happened and uh the next day again synchronistically i get a phone call to come to a local metaphysical shop and pray for humanity and i I even was like we can do that (laughs) you know and so (laughs) um, i walked into this you know studio and, and met some amazing teachers who really connected me through a lot of esoteric spiritual teachings in the beginning, it was mediumship kind of, I was developing that a little bit more on my own as I was studying a lot of healing arts and esoteric spiritual studies. Um, And then in that time, I kind of made the decision to use my abilities with spirit to bring healing and love and growth and empowerment to people here. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was about 20 years ago. So it's been, that's the beginning. It's been an extraordinary journey of profound um, shift since then. and we're still shifting as we know, so um but that's really how I began to connect work and and develop with spirit and um really start to bring it to the world in a way that was bringing healing love and hopefully some joy to those who who were able to get some beautiful messages
2: yeah and and I remember uh that's part of <clears throat> what makes you different than a lot of the uh mediums doing their mediumship work who started off you know. Mediumship was the thing, and that's how they mm-hmm. uh, ended up being mediums in your case you know you're you were more interested in healing and giving people mm-hmm. guidance and in more on a uh, expanded level and then mediumship turned on more and more, and you start to uh, have more relationships with with the spirit of those who passed over on the other side, as well as angels and spirit guides, right? And so, Mm -hmm, yeah. And how about, uh, I think our listeners would be really interested in how you experience the difference between when you're communicating with angels and when you're communicating with your spirit guides uh, and when you're communicating with uh, the spirit of those who passed over. How do you experience the difference?
3: Absolutely. That's an incredible question, because I believe there is a profound difference. And, um, you know, for me, I always kind of term myself as more a vibrational reader and feeler. I definitely sense frequencies Um, when our departed loved ones, our family and friends who have passed come to me. um, They have a beautiful light frequency that comes, but they they connect on me on a more physical level with my body and bring me information and evidence through that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And while when we leave our bodies, you know, we tend to vibrate a little lighter because we don't have the density of the physical body. We still have a distinct signature, as I'm sure you both you know. And, and so mm-hmm. I always say my father in spirit still feels like my father. You know, when his mm-hmm. spirit comes yes. to me, there's a distinct vibration that goes, oh, that's instantly my father. Um,
2: yes.
3: But he vibrates on a plane, on a way that I see is more earthly, even though they're in the spirit world. And I don't want to give the impression that they're stuck on the earth plane. They are not. Uh, but they feel like it's still an earthly being or have been here on earth um mm-hmm. the angels and the guides vibrate at a much higher frequency yeah. um when they connect with me physically i almost feel like they're coming in from above where a spirit comes in at my level um, mm-hmm. beloved loved ones coming at my level so for me there's a very distinct level of frequency difference and in a frequency that sometimes radiates i always say the angels seem to Thing when they come in mm, um it's yes. almost like you hear a yeah
2: exactly
3: i always feel like i hear a choir with the angels um and when you work in the ascended master realm which is to me very a bit different than the art the angelic realm but also very powerful um i, I find the angelic very high very again that singing choral frequency of love and and grace, and Mm -hmm. uh, to me, the ascended masters a touch more grounded, although they still have a very powerful frequency of light. um, They seem to be a touch more grounded to me than the angelic realm. So the angels themselves definitely have a very uplifting, powerful frequency that just sings in your body. It's it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had the same experience and everything. And, and like you say, the when you're working with, say, the Ascendant Masters, there are they're human souls that, that have gone through the human evolutionary cycle and and attained their enlightenment. And so they have that whole gamut of experience. And so that's what I experienced too, in terms of working with my guides and teachers in spirit. They're they're like You know, they're much more, been there, done that. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I know where you're at because, yeah, that's, you know, that's where you get stuck. And this is how you get out from underneath that. And this is how you move on. So they have a much more uh, experiential knowledge and wisdom. Whereas the angels, they've never left God, they've never divided. They're, they're, frequency is completely pure they've never been mm-hmm. where we're at in in the human life and uh even though i know angels are able to incorporate into human form <clears throat> periodically if if it's really needed by certain people they're looking over but uh yeah yeah it's i always hear the angel, when the angels are around it's both the auditory you know s- singing high singing val- uh choir type um va- vibration as well as uh on a body level it's more like a heart very heart centered loving uh undivided
1: yeah just as you've described it absolutely yeah
2: so that's really yeah. great
1: well i have a question for you do you mostly hear Ooh. spirit claire audiently or do you s- Uh, see them clairvoyantly or feel them clairsentiently or intuitively know that they are present or any combination of those ways?
3: Uh, Again, a wonderful question. And I think the way I would best describe my abilities are predominantly clairaudience and clairsentient. So I definitely begin when a spirit connects with me, um, it begins with a physical shift. Um, the knowing that spirit has arrived, and uh, instantly the vibrations in my being work to elevate to meet the level of that spirit um, and I would predominantly receive more information in the mental space. I work a lot from the heart as you as you both may know in my work i 'm yes. very you know, uh, heart-centered, and, and to me, spirit begins the connection in the heart space, but the information then comes in audiently through the mind. I'm not the best, Sarah I say. I'm getting better over the years at seeing <laughs> more imagery in my mind. Um, and, and I think to me, uh, and you guys, both may, uh, both of you angels may agree with me in the sense that I, I believe how we express ourselves is also how our gifts work. So I was a musician for many years, um, mm-hmm. drawn to music and writing. And so I feel like that was almost is significant in how my, my, my abilities work and that the ability to hear clear audience and having ability to hear music and sound. Um, and to, So to me, that's a sign of where we're sometimes going. I always say if you're an artist, you may have great clairvoyance because your, your vision's kind of uh, put that together. So clairvoyance, I'm getting stronger with. Um, I do have an inner seeing sometimes where I can perceive, say, an aura of color, even though I may not I see it. I can know. So again, mm-hmm. I'm more of a clairsentient feeling. Um, and I believe that when spirit works with us, they're just so brilliant, aren't they? That mm-hmm. they tap and plug into you in a way that says, okay, Lauren, I read how your computer works. So I'm yes. going to give you the information based on your computer chip, Whereas, say, if I plug into you, Michael, as a spirit, I'm going to go, Oh, okay. So you work a little differently. We're going to give you that information the way you work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's, it's a little bit of a myth, um, but predominantly clear audience, clear sentience, So a knowing and a, a feeling um, and a sense of hearing them uh, as a predominance in the way I connect.
2: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, um, as you're, one of the things was there a key thing you, you mentioned the 9-11 was a major turning point in your life because of everything mm. that was going on but uh, was there something specific that really propelled you at that point to, to take the path of mediumship as a major uh, way
3: so what me into mediumship specifically was when, uh, and before 9 11 actually happened as a shift um it, it, spirit was coming to me when i was living in the, in that retired funeral home mm-hmm. Um mean yes. i want to be clear to the listeners out there i think you'll you'll both agree with me funeral homes aren't necessarily haunted places um nor were spirit nor was spirit really trapped in that space but was it imbued with the ability to open a portal of energy absolutely and mm-hmm. so for me the departed loved ones started coming in oh. and it Even though I dived into esoteric training, the spirit came to me first, and that seemed to always relate to me as a core of what I wanted to do in my work and and to bring in the loving messages. Of course, in that day and age, we just had john edward on tv was crossing over um mm-hmm. i didn't know a lot about spirit communication at that time so that was my first going. oh there are other people out there who are doing this okay
2: <laughs> yeah um, and
3: so right it
2: was like oh this, well, is, that, this is this yeah. is something that's real that's that's excellent and, um, well
1: our first yeah, and- break time is coming up right now So, we wanted to remind you that on Saturday, July 25th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we're offering a great teleclass to help you through these challenging times. Your clairvoyance, seeing the truth of the matter. You learn simple but powerful psychic tools to help you expand your innate soul ability to see the truth more clearly. Remember, it's important now more than ever to turn inward to see your own truth. And by the way, we'll have more information on how to contact Lauren. Uh, later on in the show here. Anyway, for our event, for details and to shine up, sign up, go online to michaeltamora.com or call our office at one 926 2650 and talk to our wonderful assistant, Noelle, during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll continue with angels and mediums with our incredibly special guest, Lauren Rainbow. We'll be right back.
0: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
3: If you love
0: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, You'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamura.com forward slash events.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 Again, that's one 346 9141 You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com Now back to Living the Miracle
1: Great to have you back Today we're talking with our special guest, Lauren Rainbow, about angels and mediums Well, I find it um, almost hilarious and amusing, Lauren, that you ended up living in a retired funeral home. (laughs) Um, And the reason why I say that is my grandfather was actually a a funeral director, and he had his business right during the 1918 flu epidemic, Spanish flu epidemic, and he became very wealthy, and then he died really young. And the family home that, th- that this funeral home was in was on Grand Avenue in Detroit, which at one time was a very spectacular place. Now it's kind of part of the ghettos down there. But um, yeah. I always thought it was kind of special that I had a grandfather in the funeral business since, you know, I ended up doing this work as well. And
2: also, you know, Raphael, uh, why don't you tell our listeners about and, and Lauren about the time when we were living in Elk Grove uh, what was it? Two or three doors down from the. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a really great story, and I think Lauren would really enjoy that. And then we want uh, to then get question to, you, to yeah. Lauren about that.
1: So one one night uh, we were living in Elk Grove, which is just at the south end of Sacramento here, and we're back here in Sacramento again. But um, one night I woke up in the middle of the night, and there was this very grandfatherly a sweet old black man walking down our hallway towards our bedroom. He had kind of that nice big afro with a lot of gray in it. And it woke me up, and I said hello to him, and I said, I said how'd you get here? And <laughs> and uh, we had this uh, black mirror, which some people use for divination, uh, in Michael's office. I had left it there, and he said, I, I came through that mirror down in that office room at the end of the hall. And I said, okay, and are you lost? And he said, well, uh, not. I don't know. I said, are you dead? And he said, I think so. <laughs> and I said, where did you come from? Where did you come from? And he points over in the direction of where we had some new neighbors move, move in two doors down. And he said, I came from down there, but the energy, the light was bigger in your house. So I thought I'd come here. And I said, oh. would you... Would you like some help going back going over? And he said, absolutely. So I sat up in bed and, and did my work with him and sent him on his way. Well, the next day mm-hmm. I got my dog and started going for a walk. And as it turns out, these new people um, were at their house and they had their garage door open and they were all sitting <laughs> in these lawn chairs and they looked like a, a white version, you know, very pale, all blonde haired and pale and kind of sickly looking. They looked like the Adams family via blonde hair, blue eyes. And I went, oh. very unusual set of people. So I said, hello, and I introduced myself, and I live two doors down. And what do you do? I asked the husband. And he said, oh, I'm a funeral director. <laughs> a
2: mortician. Too. A mortician. mortician he was a funeral. mortician and a funeral director. <laughs> so that's where that back older black man who passed away uh, came, came from, home. Came, came, home, home came home with, home with him. them. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. So, Lauren, when, when you talked about, you know, uh, living at this uh, retired funeral home, I thought, oh, I'm sure, you know, that's been arranged <laughs> for you to have that yes. <laughs> that part of your training and experience. <laughs> in, in fact, how was that when you were there? It was, what did you, you know,
3: it was an incredible opportunity and experience. Um, it was challenging also um, in the sense that uh, this home, uh, kind of like uh, Raphael's, your, your, your family, this was built in the 1800s in Lowell, Massachusetts, the house itself. Um, it was a dowry, so it was a beautiful Victorian. In the 1920s, it was a speakeasy for a short time um, and then turned into a funeral home for 50 years. Uh, in the 70s, it was moved back into a, a, a home actually by the mayor of Lowell and then became briefly three apartments. And we lived in the main house. We had dirt cheap rent in this beautiful Victorian house. And I think you will understand as as teachers of, of psychic and intuition as well that the house itself had a lot of effect to us. So while I lived there, I bought 20 flapper dresses um, and we were having these roaring 20s style parties, which I now was influenced <laughs> by the history of the speakeasy, right? Um, the speakeasy of the house. And, and then spirit just started to connect with me every morning. I would wake up about one minute before my alarm. Naturally, um, I would. Feel, I would know it was gonna happen. I would know that the spirit um, was coming up the stairs. I would freeze in my bed in complete paralysis. You know, I realize now that was fear of my first encounter of knowing that something supernatural perhaps was about to happen, mm. um, and then I would feel the difference. Every morning this would happen for about six months where, and I could tell you the difference of each spirit if it was a young child or an old person or a mm-hmm. uh, young adult and how they passed, and they would come and spend a few minutes in my room and then they would just disappear. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized that something extraordinary was happening. Um, but synchronicity is amazing. I think our guides, our angels, as we're talking about angels today, um, you know, they, they've always been guiding us, haven't they? They've always been, you mm, know, yes. putting us in the right place at the right time if we're open to that. So um, it was it was just instant. I started going to Salem Mass because I didn't live far and, and was just seeking spirituality. I didn't know where to go. Um, so I just kind of sealed it out there. And then one day I was out at dinner and this man walks up to me and he says, You're you see dead people and you don't know what to do. And I'm like, I do. How do you know? (laughs) You know, and uh it it was just, you know, next thing you know, I'm at a psychic development class, you know. Um and so I, I just love spirit and its synchronicity and if you're meant to do the journey, they will get you there. Um, but the one thing I also say about our guides is they speak in your language. Um, mm. I tend to like clear cut, you know, two by fours and the head, like make it loud and clear. Um, and sometimes I'm sarcastic. So I find that they give me a lot of humor. Like, for example, let's move you into a funeral home, you know, um, and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, really, you know, make it so clear that this is the journey and then. To me, I think you'll both, you know, I'm curious to see how you both feel about this, because 9-11 was a major shift. Um, And I know now, years later, that that had to happen at that time. Everything was so synchronistic. And now we're going through a shift that I feel is... A 100 times the shift of what 9-11 was for some of us
2: yes um so
3: i i get goosebumps right now my whole body is like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so you know the, the, the the angels and the spirit people lately in my work have been so palpably strong that in 20 years of doing mediumship, I've never felt spirit as strong as they are right now. Um, And it almost makes me beautifully emotional right now, because the love that they're trying to bring to us on this planet is extraordinary. Um, Absolutely. So I know it's it's crazy out there what we're seeing. But on the inside, there's an extraordinary shift that's happening that's so profound. Um, And uh, Raphael, at the beginning, he said, it's definitely a time to be within and I I absolutely agree.
2: Yes. Yes. And, you know, just The other day when I was teaching our advanced class and I mentioned right before uh, 9-11, for mm, about a week or two before 9-11 happened, well, I had a vision nine months before 9-11 of exactly, I didn't know exactly on the physical level what was going to happen. I knew it was going to be big. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it was going to be a turning point for society and humanity but then I told uh, as soon as I saw that vision the first two people I told about it was Raphael of course and then uh, uh, you know James Van Prague, uh, and mm. and so I just thought you know I have to tell somebody about this and I call him up and I said here's the vision and it's and I went straight down the line where something was big was going to happen you know starting with Wall Street and every step of the way and so uh and there was more to that vision and i said okay the part in the united states was over with that event well the morning of 9 11 uh another psychic friend of ours called uh early in the morning Uh, we were in colorado and um she just said don't ask any questions just turn on your tv so we turn on the tv Mm -hmm. and change your channels or anything it's all the news is that and the first plane had just crashed in and so that was Mm. still just completely going bonkers and I told Raphael I said this is it this is the beginning Mm. of the vision I told you about nine months ago yeah Yeah. and watch what's going to happen and it went exactly the way it was but when that was done I said okay that part's done but there's more to it and ever since then, I said, you know, people would periodically ask, has the other part happened? I said, no, it hasn't happened. It's going to start in China. And so when I first found out, before it was a pandemic, and I first found out about this virus getting out, it's from someplace in China, I said, that's it. Mm. That's the other part of that whole vision. It's now started, and there's going to be it's going to be big it's going to be a lot more than yeah. whatever and so a couple of weeks before the 911 i saw more angels and spirit guides mm-hmm. and healers in spirit in wall street and i'm mm-hmm. going they're preparing it's it's something's going to happen soon when it happened i realized oh yeah that's what they were waiting for getting in ready Everything's very organized, as you know, in spirit. (laughs) Yeah. So it's all choreographed, divinely choreographed. and But just like you just said, when this whole thing with both the pandemic and then next the uh, George Floyd uh, situation happened and all this complete new explosion of transformation, I saw way more i I've, I just told my class there's more angels and spirit involved and totally just concentration of enormous love and enormous direction mm-hmm. guidance more than i 've ever seen in, in my entire life well i have
1: a I have a question for you, Lauren about that is <clears throat> is there any specific messages? That um, your angels have, con- angels and spirit guides have conveyed to you about this time period that you might want to share with our audience.
3: That's an um, amazing question because in what I'm experiencing a lot from the messages from the guides and angels and, and loved ones is actually not so much word right now. Um, the dominance mm. has actually, and, and it's hard because I'm working from home, as y'all know, we're all online. And so I'm often reaching out through Zoom going, I just want to hold you right now. Like I, and I'm getting again, tears and goosebumps tears. All they want right now is to hold us in love is to let go of uh, of projecting what this needs to be. Um, Rather allow us to ride this wave, get everybody into love, get everybody into that deepest expression of love so that we can then transform. So I feel like less in, in, in my 20 years, this is the one time where I have not been looking forward as much with spirit as they're like, okay, let's stay present right now. Let's go within and let us hold you, um, mm-hmm. which to me is just so profound. You know, they just, they want to hold us. They want to just surround us in love um, and, and try to let go of building a new world today. It's happening anyway, but I think we're still in so much transformation. And I feel like we're we're still, as a consciousness, needing to, to get as deeply into love so we can create the highest possible vision. Um, yes. And so it's less about where are you going, more about right now aligning with your purpose getting into that truth and letting the universe the love of the angels and guides just hold you right now
2: yeah and now you have the time to actually pay attention to it exactly and it's it's very much that adage of you know physician heal thyself first healer heal thyself first yep
3: yeah
2: we're we're in it
3: Absolutely. Yeah, we're all in and right. aligning. <laughs> aligning is the thing we have to do. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, our second break is coming right up, so make sure to write this down. Lauren's website for more information. In fact, you know, I'd love to be one of those ones on your list too. More information about her and all the wonderful work she does, her website is laurenrainbow.com and it's l-a-u-r-e-n rainbow just like a rainbow Rainbow (laughs) laurenrainbow.com you can also friend her on facebook and instagram at laurenrainbowmedium and the l and lauren the r in rainbow and the m and medium are all capitalized laurenrainbowmedium When we return, we'll continue our exploration of angels and mediums with our guest, Lauren Rainbow. See you in a couple of minutes.
0: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamura.com forward slash events.
2: Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back. Let's get right back to Angels and Mediums with our special guest, Lauren Rainbow. Well, we were just talking about uh, the 9 11. And so I wanted to share with Lauren a funny little story Um, I had happen at the 9 11. I mean, 9 11 was not funny, but a lot of things happened during that time. And I really, we really both felt the shifts. And a lot of people were gathering and doing prayer work and energy work and so on. And it was pretty amazing. But I had a sort of similar thing happen. After the 9/11 that I did with our mortician neighbors, yeah. which was um, <laughs> a few days after the 9/11 happened, I had a dream three nights in a row that there was this woman in blue. Oh, yeah. She was all blue, and mm. she was uh, she was flying around our house in a biplane, and she was in this really desperate space. You know, she was flying around and round and round. And finally, on the third day, I I signaled her to come down. Now, this is in my dream she lands, and I I felt like she was a dead person. And at my initial thing, which was sort of funny for me, because I work with dead people myself a lot of times, is I was a little bit frightened. And then I went, no, I I shouldn't be frightened. It's just a woman who's dead. And so I asked her, um, are you from the 9-11 crash? Uh, and, And she said, yes, I am. And um, I said, were you in the airplane or in the building? And she says, I'm not really sure, but she went into a past life of being a pilot in a biplane that crashed. Mm-hmm. And so she was in this picture wow. of, of trying to keep her plane from crashing, and she ended up flying wow. it around her house on the astral plane. So I, of course, said, would you like some help crossing over the whole thing? And uh, she was amenable to that, and and that was that. But... You know, it's really funny how all the spirit that left their bodies that day, uh, you know, they had different dispensations, if you will, of where they, where they went.
2: Yeah. And Lauren, have you ever, have you ever asked uh, any of the spirits that contact you? uh, Why you? What was it that attracted that particular being to come to talk to you?
3: You know, that's a really intriguing question, and i one of the things I received one day because I believe that a medium is only as good as your awareness uh, you can only go as deep as your awareness and um in some cases, I, I remember uh, having um, a lot of spirits coming to me, for example, who have dealt with um, addiction or have had lost that way. And uh-huh. while I myself have never had uh, that deep struggle, I've been around a lot of people in my life uh, in, in, the, in, the late, in the early 2000s who had gone through addiction and loss. So I had a lot Mm -hmm. of knowledge about it. And I remember going to them going, why am I getting this all the time? And it's like, well, because you have the the dictionary to transfer this information. Um, And so for me, I believe uh, how our light works And part of it, too, is the intent, like when I do a big public dem and we're we're uh, delivering messages to large audiences, my intent is always, well, I may only get so many messages out to certain people, I want those messages to hit as many in the audience as possible. Um, So I think that the spirit comes to us because of our ability to communicate for them, to have the knowledge Mm -hmm. that we need to, to bring in their evidence. So I'm always now expanding my own dictionary, if you will. Um, yes. So I can be even wider reach of a medium for more spirits, and it's profound. For example, I've been doing a lot of crime, uh, uh, crime studying with crime, and, and you know, um, uh, cold cases. Uh, ah, to help in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, the, my clientele I'm getting cold cases, or or people have been lost in in murders or things like that. Um, so as I've opened up to study and to deepen my own, my, my own foundation, I'm finding that it does change the people who come to me now and bring an even wider base, you know? Um, so uh-huh. I think that our ability to communicate and have the, the, the language that that spirit needs is what draws particular spirits to us.
2: Yeah, that's great. Thank you. I, yeah. that, I think that's going to be interesting for a lot of people because I know there's quite a few people listening to this show who, are developing their mediumship, and uh, mm-hmm. they're going through the different challenges. In fact, Lauren, uh, in your development as a medium, were there particular uh, challenges that were you know, mo- more difficult than others for you or something that really stands out in the course of your development that uh, you had to really work on?
3: Oh, wonderful question. Um, you know, for me, and I think this is true of pretty much any medium that I've Studied with or or developed with as well um, is my ego and always getting out of my headspace and not. uh, I feel very blessed that I believe I was more of a natural medium. I just kind of popped out and did it first and then trained after, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then realized like, oh, okay, this is all right, you know. Um, And so for me, there was always that kind of natural ability which I feel blessed by, but still being challenged by my own mind to say you want me to say what right now? <laughs> you know? um, and, and, you know, I, I think when we allow ourselves to let go of the need to analyze um, and just say what the spirit needs to say, the more impact we have. Um, so that's still an ongoing challenge. Even today, it's, it's much easier for me to just get out of my headspace and do it. But there are still moments where I receive information and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and so yes. You know, I think our good friend John Holland says, don't, you know, don't read the mail, just deliver the mail. Um, And I think that's (laughs) That's really a good way of saying it is sometimes, you know, we get this golden nugget of information. And, you know, I always say uh, one of my favorites was working with the gentleman who invented the chicken McNugget. um, And I couldn't decipher the evidence was coming to me as hundreds of chickens in my brain and the golden arches. And I kept seeing this through the whole session. And at the very end... You know i finally said to the woman i said you know this is driving me nuts but as i'm talking to your who was a billionaire dad i said you know i keep seeing hundreds of chickens in the golden arches i know that sounds weird but would you understand that and she says yeah he was part of the creator of the chicken mcnugget machine back in the 1980s and i went oh my you know and it ended up being the best that's classic Uh, that's funny It, it ended up being some like the best evidence of that reading but i as a medium i'm trying to analyze it too much going why do i see this rather than just putting it out there um, <laughs> yeah. and i think it's part of the as a medium we want it to make it sound like a perfect sentence and mm. sometimes it's not about being a sentence it's about just getting the evidence out there and and they and trusting that your sitter or the recipient of the information will also know how to make that sentence happen
2: Yes, ah, uh, that's excellent. That's great. What it's, a great story! It's like uh, trusting
3: yeah. what you're
1: getting, right? Basically,
3: I'm sorry, Raphael. I was like, what? I said
1: it's it's like trusting what you're getting and just doing yeah. it.
3: It is all about trust, and and I think that yeah. as any medium should know in their development, our journey is always as a medium to serve spirit. Um, And to learn to trust spirit more than you trust yourself sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I believe that has been a big teaching of mine. Sometimes I'll say to my students, I trust spirit more than my sitters because i trust that they remember who they are i trust that they remember everything about their life and and sometimes the recipient in living and it's not a negative they, they have an expectation or are holding on to certain things and uh, i've had to learn to let go of my recipient's needs and make sure mm-hmm. that i am as clear a voice for the spirit as possible and so when i put my trust more into spirit the evidence never fails me
2: yes that makes sense. that's that's great <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I really love about you, Lauren, is is your humor. You have lots of amusement and laughing. <laughs> and um, what what does humor, amusement and laughter play in your your mediumship work and and you know, your teaching work as well? You know,
3: it's uh, it's in, in interesting because I feel that the, the development of yourself spiritually can sometimes be a very challenging and deep road, as we all understand. Um, spiritual awakening isn't just running through the tulips and singing a wild song and you're grateful. <laughs> I mean, spiritual awakening is we have to dive deep into our psyche, into our shadow, and heal stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the blessings I've had to own is my last. You know, I've been beautifully blessed with compliments about my laughter. uh, When as a child, I was actually often told to not laugh so much. So um, (laughs) finding cute, right? I was always said, "You're you're too loud. You're like quiet down." And and it was really hard to return to joy and laughter when I was kind of raised to be serious. But joy and laughter plays a huge part in my life and in the people I work with because spirit is joyful. And I, I feel like as a medium, sometimes I see other mediums, I'm not trying to be critical, but honest in the sense that they miss the mark and make it so serious. Yeah. Um, or they may overemphasize maybe the passing and the tragedy of a person when spirit is joy, love, and laughter. And so mm-hmm. it is key for me to make sure that no matter what they've suffered or whatever tragedy came upon those who have passed, that they are now living in joy, love, and laughter. And that's what they wished of us, isn't it? To not get lost, in their passing but to celebrate and be in joy for the life that they brought to us um, Absolutely. you know greg braden said something so wonderful and he said you know um uh, spirit is just love and and if we forget to share that message of love you know if we forget the joy that we are and spirit is and that you know we should be grateful and celebrate each breath that our loved ones shared with us in the living rather than to mourn each breath we're not having, you know, so joy, love, and laughter has been my way. Uh, And and again, a a grateful gift from spirit to, to be able to do that. And it's, it's used on stage. Sometimes there's humor, a little bit of comedy, but yes, we cry. We do cry. Um, And (laughs) we do go deep, but at the end of the day, you know, to remember that there is nothing but joy from spirit. And that's really what they want us to exude as much as possible
2: yes fantastic thank you
1: that's probably my favorite <laughs> message of this whole thing and all the messages you've given so far are fantastic well a few minutes ago mm-hmm. you talked about your um, uh, work with the cold cases and and other work like that would you like to share with our audience some of your favorite or at least one of your favorite cases in that or or even a oh, reading that
3: you really enjoyed well, one that has actually come through is um, it was interesting because when we're dealing with cold cases, obviously, we're dealing with very complicated um, situations that haven't always been resolved. And one time I was recently in Vermont. I know you guys were uh, in Burlington not too long ago, and uh, I was doing a, dem- a demonstration from Spirit Spirit is brilliant in the sense that an uncle who could be evidentially validated came through um, to this woman, and she was able to validate the evidence. And the uncle's like, "Oh, your dad has been missing for twenty some odd years," Um, Ah. and she was like, "Yes, he he has been missing." Um, They, uh, you know, it it was kind of not so much a solving of the case because that is still an open case, but uh, the spirit came in. His spirit came in. from the spirit world, so it is potential that he has passed. And I say potential uh, because we still need to get the evidence of that, obviously. But by the way, he came in to provide more evidence and give her some direction on where to continue to look for answers um, that have begun to unfold some new directions in the case. Um, So to me, that's profound in the sense that while it's still an unsolved case, they are now finding new directions as to where and why he may be missing. Um, And uh, she's kept me in the know a little bit about that to let me know where the progression has been. It's really hard when they've been gone 20 years. Um, And like I said, he was able to bring in some evidence that he may no longer be alive. I will still not fully claim that until we have the evidence in the living, Um, but it brings peace and resolution for those who are seeking answers to cold cases, if they can get, glean anything that begins to open new doors. And so that, to me, was very profound.
1: That's ah. a fantastic story. Well, um, <laughs> you have something that you've created called the Mediumship Deck. It's 50 practical tools for de- developing your connection to the other side. This is your first published work that you co-authored with John Holland and is due to be released by mm-hmm. August by this August, by Hay House, and the cover looks absolutely gorgeous. Can't wait to see the actual deck. Congratulations. Oh, Tell us about it. Thank you.
3: I'm very excited. This is a wonderful deck. I, I thank Dawn, uh Holland for inviting me into this opportunity. Uh, we created the first deck of its kind with Hay House in terms of uh, this is literally a, a training deck. So each card will cover everything from clairvoyance to clairaudience to your chakras. Um, uh, some spiritual development techniques and exercises that you can do, um, as well as some rest and rejuvenation, healing, meditation, exercise. So we really put the gamut in this. Everything from just what are the basic essential understanding of your your abilities to how to work with your abilities, how to nurture yourself, um, your soul, and how to do some, you know, like sitting in the power meditation guide. So we really covered a lot in 50 cards, uh, but yet we probably could have still covered more. Um, yeah, and we really what a great idea. You know,
2: that's great. It
3: could go on forever, right? <laughs> um, and we're finding that so many people are just, uh, as you, as teachers of, you know, psychic and mediumship development yourself, so many people are seeking, they come to workshops and they don't often have something at home that keeps them motivated. So we really hope that this would be a simple tool that if you, you know, a card a day where you can just pick out, Oh, today, I'm going to work on my, my psychometry or today I'm going to work on, um, you know, understanding more of my clear sentience. So we really put some tools together in there that would make a great at home teaching um, and really oh. kind of, uh, you know, instead, inspire people to stay in the development of, of mediumship so we're excited it's it's a beautiful project we use a modern artist too which is very unique to hay house's design um so we really hope that those cards will also beautifully speak to people and bring through some some wonderful inspiration guidance and love in their development
1: thank you so much and uh watch for these cards well once again We're at the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We wish we could talk longer with you, Lauren. Hope you enjoyed it and were inspired and gained some new insights and tools. We have another exciting show for you next week. We're going to be talking to another special guest, Trisha Barker, author of the extraordinary book Angels in the OR, What Dying Taught Me About Healing, Survival, and Transformation. Please be sure to join us. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura and Lauren Rainbow today. Yay! Have a good day. Thank
0: you. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.